You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. 19 minutes to 9 o'clock. It's a beautiful Thursday night, the night of Yomul Jumu'ah. Well, we let's get into the program. It's a beautiful night to all of the beautiful, wonderful listeners of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, Juma Karimul Mubarak to you and to your family and to the entire Ummah of our beloved Nabi Karim Muhammad Mustafa Janab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Well, we had our first half an hour segment with our little shiny stars, you know, all the little ones, mashallah. We've got so far 10 names in total. Now it's time for our panel discussion. And that is with our beloved Honorable Fadilatul Ustad, Hadrat Mulana Salim Karim Dhamad Barakatuhum. And the topic this evening is depression amongst teens. And how can, how parents can assist, how parents can help. Me and you, we know, my beloved beautiful listeners, with the number of youth out there struggling with depression. You know, it's happening. It's happening all over. Today, it is likely your teenager has been affected in some way, whether personally or through a friend or peer pressure. Isn't it, my beloved, beautiful listeners? So, inshallah, our beloved uh, uh, Malana Salim Karim and, of course, uh, our psychologist, educational psychologist, and it will be uh, Mr. Gavin, uh, who will be coming live on the airwaves shortly. Let's go over to my beloved Fabila to Ustad Ustad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Okay, uh, Ustad, uh, I'll have to cut you there and then we'll have to call you on the other number. Uh, unfortunately, I'm getting a very bad feedback, very, very bad feedback. And uh, so we're gonna we 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 we're going to cut that call and inshallah call you on the other number. Let's try and get hold of uh, uh, brother Gavin, uh, Mister Gavin. Yeah, I know he's waiting for the call. Uh, Gavin Leslie Frank. Uh, he's gonna he's going to be joining us uh, this evening, uh, Mister Gavin uh, Leslie uh, Frank. Okay, I'm just writing his name down here. So he's right. We've got it. We've got it. Okay. Uh, do we have Gavin? Um, Locolo. Mm, okay, let's uh, let's see. I'm waiting for our my beloved engineer. Zero eight four seven eight six three one three two. Remember something, my beloved listeners. Uh, yeah, who do you have, Gavin? Asmalana Salim. Okay, let's go to Ustad. Ustad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Umran, I was just saying earlier. G. Alhamdulillah, illadhi bi ni'matihi tatim salihat. So, so heartening to see the little one interacting their self, Allah esteem, Allah. their confidence level, and a great source of pride and happiness for the parent. And this is a topic that you chose, Mulana. This is the key factor. Mm. If children, if parents take great interest in every aspect of their gift from Allah, mm-hmm. then we won't have issues with youth. We won't have drug addiction. We won't have alcohol addiction. Mm. We won't have clubbing issues. We won't have bullying issues. Mm-hmm. It starts right from the bottom. The day that you made dua to Allah, say, oh Allah, I want to get married. And Bari Ta'ala, grant me pious children. So, if you want your children to remain pious, 
in manjada wajada. Haq. Whoever works hard and sacrifices, Allah will give them success. So inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all our children afiyat. Allah give them akhlaqi hasana. Give them your love, give them your attention, give them your all. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana. Allah, give me hasana fi dunya. Do we realize what are we really asking Allah? Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana. وفي الآخرة حسنا وقنا عذاب النار. والله grant me pious children. حسنا في الدنيا والله grant me pious children. Allah grant me obedient children. Allah grant me nice children. Allah make my children the coolness of my eyes. Further, Allah Pak said, Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa zurriyatina qurrata a'ayun waj'alna lil muttaqina imama. Beautiful dua. Allah, make our wives and spouses and our children the coolness of our heart. Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا قُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ قُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ وَأَهْلِيكُمْ نَارًا وَقُودُهَا النَّاسُ وَالْحِجَارًا Oh, you who believe, safeguard yourself and your family from the fire of Jahannam. Which will be ignited by people and stones and idols. So Allah Taala is giving us beautiful advice in the Quran. And your du'a to Allah was what, as I said in the beginning, we're talking about teenage depression, even adult depression. We ask Allah this du'a: Rabbi la tazarni fardan. وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الْوَارِثِينَ Allah, don't leave me alone in this world. You are the best provider of aid. رَبِّ حَبْلِي مِنْ لَدُنْكَ ذُرِّيَةً طَيِّبًا Allah, grant me from your honor, from your pleasure, from your treasure, ذُرِّيَةً طَيِّبًا Allah grant me pious children. Amin. Innaka anta samiyu dua. Allah, you are the only one. Innaka samiyu dua. Allah, you listen to our dua. And why is it now that we are finding it difficult, Mulana, to bring up this masoom children? Where did we go wrong? How is it that this beautiful child, as somebody described, mm. you know, children are like a block or a piece of stone. When you give a sculpture to make anything, to create the most unique design, mm. it just takes a piece of rock, a chisel, and a hammer. And Monana, he carves out such beautiful masterpieces. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us as parents the skill and the knowledge mm. of how to make tarbiyat of our children. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you and me, Marana, just as an introduction, mm-hmm. that if we want our youth to be normal, productive, interactive, and inshallah, role models for tomorrow. Marana, we need leaders in this country. But if we have a set of youth who are mentally disturbed, mm. Marana, we have so many mental issues. Something is wrong somewhere. What is the dua that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam has taught us? Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min awladin. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min waladin yakunu alayya wabalan. Oh Allah, I seek protection from such children. Yakunu alayya wabalan. That, oh Allah, they become a great source of difficulty and hardship. So our dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this evening is that we want to show to the ummah and to parents that alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this great amanat which our children, how we should nurture them and bring them up. So first thing Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, keep a good name for them. Give them the best Islamic education. And number three, when they reach a marriageable age, get them married. So how do we build the mental health of our children? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Be fair with your children. Love them equally. Show them love and compassion. That's one. Number two, show interest in your children. We are so engrossed behind this dunya that the only thing we worried about is money and our bank balance is serious, Malana. Mm, mm, mm. Who's looking after this masum child at home? What tarbiyat, the cream of that child's life, is minus the parents? Because the maid is looking after or the caregiver is looking after that child. The child needs the mother the most. But unfortunately, the mother is not there. So what do you expect? Hmm. So inshallah, if we want to promote good health, and especially mental health, that our children, alhamdulillah, are mentally sound, then inshallah, show love to them. Show interest in them. Each and every child must be special to you. Every child must feel special. Not that my father is favoring me because I'm too fat or I'm too dark in complexion or my IQ level is not so good. Those who are high flyers at home, mashallah, they are given presents. They are praised in front of people. And I sit there as a son, I'm not that intelligent. How does it make a child feel? So show interest in your child. Number three, Enjoy spending time together. This is the problem. There is no quality time given to children. We are so engrossed, whether in Islamic activities, Mm. I'm giving you my own example. 
when my son was Ahmed was in grade eleven, the the person who was a life coach interviewed all of them. So my Ahmed also, mashallah, they interviewed him, mm-hmm. and in the end, they asked him a question. I don't know anything about it. And Apa teaches at the Islamic school. So the, the person asked him that, what do you miss the most about your father? Mm. Your father is an alim. He does so much of other activities. What do you miss about your father? And you haven't told him. So confidentially, he told the life coach that my father hasn't time for me. He's involved in so many other Islamic activities. He doesn't have time for me. He doesn't play soccer with me. He doesn't take me out. He doesn't take me to the park. He doesn't take me for pleasure. Mm. And when the session was over, Appa called me and she said to me, can I sit you down here for five minutes? Mm-hmm. Do you know what your son said, your son said to the life coach? Mm-hmm. Listen, that you, you as a father, you're not spending quality time with your son. That's what your son misses about you. Well, it was an eye-opener. That children keep it inside. That my father has got time, my mother has got time for everybody else beside me. So that is why, for my, enjoy spending time together. As a family unit, eat together. The family that eats together stays together. Mm. The family that prays together, Allah's puzzle descends upon that family. It generates love and unity and compassion. So enjoy spending time together. <clears throat> and fourthly, Encourage your child to speak. Communicate with your child. Speak to your child. Mm. This is what is lacking in us, Mulana. Mm. Now, as parents, what is it that I need to look into my child's daily activities? What is the sign of depression? That something is wrong with my child. My child is abnormal. He's withdrawn. We are giving him everything, but why is this child behaving? Why is this child aloof from us? So what are some of the signs of depression? We need to look at our children very closely. Number one is they feel sad. You always find them, there isn't a smile on their face. Hmm. They're almost in tears. They're crying frequently. You'll find your daughter in the room. I just dealt one case today. Today, 14-year-old mm. girl. Wanted to commit suicide. 14-year-old. Mm, 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 mm. And she called her mother and said, Ma, I'm going to commit suicide. But I look at your face that you made so much of sacrifice and kurbani for me. Mm. I got something in my hand. Can you open your hand? And I want to put this in your hand. And guess what was it? It was razor blades. She was going to slit her wrist and bleed to death. Oh, no. Can you imagine what went through that mother, what shock went through that mother? So, oh, no. we don't take notices of our children. Mm. We fight mm. in front of them. We beat each other in front of them. We mm. scream at each other. Oh, no. It is definitely affecting our children. So, look for the signs of depression. What are the signs of depression? Gee, we find that they feel sad and they depressed. Number two, they are crying all the time. Do we really ask our children, why are you crying? And number three, 
loss of interest. They don't have pleasure. Nothing for them is good. Their living is not good. Anything that they do, there is no pleasure, there's nothing. So we need to look at and examine our children. The other thing is the significant weight loss. Your child is losing weight. Then as a stick, they are not eating. You'll find the other factor that you need to look for is a change in their sleeping habit. Is my child sleeping properly? Or is he oversleeping or he's not sleeping? He's agitated. He's got anger. He's irritable. Irritability. Mm, irritated. Mm. Anything you tell him, he just blows his top. Fatigue. Mm. You'll always find your child is tired. Mm. He's exhausted. He's loss of energy. He's got no zest to live. Doesn't mm. want to do exercise. He doesn't want to walk. He doesn't want to do anything. See? You'll find that he isolates himself from friends and family. He's all the time on his own. Mm. Number nine, you'll find this child is, has trouble concentrating in madrasa work and school work. Mm. Check with some of the parents. You'll see on your screen what's coming up right now. Well, that we, 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 we do have our beloved brother, uh, Mr. Gavin uh, Leslie. Uh, Frank, who is a uh, educational psychologist, and of course he's uh, with us at the moment, and he's listening to you, uh, Honorable Fadila Tulustad Hazrat Malana uh, Salim Karim from Ladysmith. So I want to welcome him, inshallah, into the program, Ustad, because uh, uh, as you're speaking and you, as you're advising the youth out there, the teens out there, I'm already sitting with six questions, Ustad. Six questions. No problem. Yes. So inshallah. Most welcome, yeah. most welcome to our panelists. And may Almighty reward him for taking our time and being on our platform, Markaz Sahaba, and giving us beautiful advice, and especially for the parents. Mm, mm, so mm. most welcome. It's an honor to have you and share the platform with you. Uh, Gavin, good evening. I hope you're well, and I hope you are listening to our beloved senior teacher, uh, Malana Salim. And I hope your family is well. And uh, let's welcome you to the program, uh, the discussion. Uh, Gavin, uh, are you there? Evening, how are you? Queen Mulana Arafat and Gulama Kulam, and Salamu Alaikum to you and to all your listeners. And thanks for asking me to be on the program. It really is a pleasure. And I've been listening to Mulana speak. In fact, he made my job very easy because he mentioned a a number of very important principles (laughs) that apply to depression in terms of how parents should support their children and in terms of the signs that. uh, will indicate that the child is going through some difficulty, and uh, especially in the case of depression. Mm-hmm. So thanks for that introduction. It was very interesting listening to you. Yes. Uh, Gavin, maybe just uh, perhaps to myself and to my teacher, Molana Salim, and of course to the listeners of Marcus Sahaba, uh, just a bit about yourself. Uh, introduce yourself to the listeners. What do you do? Uh, uh, yeah, well, look, I'm an educational psychologist. I taught for a number of years, then I qualified as, a, as an educational psychologist. I did work for the education department for a number of years, mm-hmm. and then I moved into private practice in 2002. Mm. Uh, so my work involves things like counseling, assessments, play therapy, mm-hmm. trauma counseling, career counseling, you know, all things related to children. And, of course, we also deal with adults. Because sometimes you find that a child's problems stem from the home, 
and the parents need to get involved. Yes. So there are times where we have to deal with the family as a whole as well. Yeah. So what factors? What factors can we say, uh, uh, Mr. Kevin, uh, contribute to depression amongst teens nowadays? What factors can we say? Now, I like your use of the word nowadays. <laughs> uh, because a lot has, uh, uh, you know, there's more pressure now than there has been before. Look, the other, other factors that have caused, that caused depression, yeah. uh, you know, that we traditionally know about, sometimes it's a chemical imbalance, a bio- biological problem, okay? And sometimes they come from a home where they do have a history of depression. So with the result, the child is more prone to follow in that pattern of behavior. Uh, when children grow up, they have hormonal changes due to mm. puberty. Uh, then we talk about peers and you know antisocial peers, mm-hmm. things like bullying, things like aggressiveness from other uh, learners. Uh, you find children who don't take part in a lot of physical activity uh, are also more prone to developing depression because physical activity actually heightens our senses and, you know, keeps us on top of most things. Parental conflict, when when there's problems at home, Mm. it can affect the children quite badly. In fact, I had a case in this week of a a young girl whose parents are going through a divorce and the pressure became just too much. So she attempted suicide. Fortunately, they got in time. So it was, you know, it wasn't fatal. But things like that can cause problems. And then the child has another medical problem. And the difficulty of having to deal with it on a daily basis can make him more depressed. Uh, Mulana, you mentioned this, this Salim, eh? Yeah, Salim, Salim, yes, Salim. Yeah. He mentioned things like uh, body image, you know. Yeah. A child that's very fat or a child that's very thin and the way people criticize him for those difficulties. Also things like learning difficulties. If a child is not coping at school, uh, they can become depressed because then the, the attention is focused on them from a very early age. And if they don't get the support they need, it simply repeats itself year after year. Mm. They're also losing relationships. Now, relationships can be anything. It might be uh, a member of your family that you're having a bad time with. You may lose someone through death. Uh, especially in this day and age. So any type of loss in terms of relationships can cause depression. Um, overeating. Mm. People come depressed because they can't control their appetite. Um, we did speak about poor academic performance. Mm-hmm. And you find even with these bright children, I had a child who was one of the top achievers, and she became depressed if she didn't get the type of marks that she expected. Mm. And she would go into throw all kinds of tandems. But even that can cause it. And then you find some learners who actually partake in uh, substances such as alcohol and drugs. Because it's so freely available, because of peer pressure for some reason or the other. And these substances actually bring on more depression. Uh, People who have a low self-esteem, they don't Mm. rate themselves very highly. So they, uh, you know, it gets to them. Uh, and they become very self-conscious about it. And then also a situation like low socioeconomic status. Mm-hmm. Children who come from homes where they're really battling financially and not being able to... And, you know, these days children dress. You see in the schools the brand names that they have on... And children who can't afford it compare and they wonder now, you know. So those kind of things can make them feel lesser than. 
Mm. And it might be a traumatic event. Something serious happens in a child's life, mm. Mm. and that can make, bring on the depression. Mm. And one of the more pop, uh, common things that have been happening in recent years is the issue of bullying. Bullying has become a serious problem. And it's not only a thing at school. I mean, now we've had lockdown for a while. Yes. Uh, but bullying has been extended now to technology on the Internet. So even their children can't really escape being bullied because technology has, has pervaded our homes. You know? It's one of the most fantastic advancements mm. we've made. Mm. But the negative side of it is that it can be very bad for children. But I'll come to that. Mm. Let, let's just go over the other mm. side. So, 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 mm. so there are these type of things that are happening. Now, in addition to this, technology has caused major problems. For one, it's addictive. And, you know, in terms of how our brain operates, the hypothalamus or the, the front portion of the brain that deals with things like pleasure and pain mm. principles, uh, the addiction grows over there. And they start finding more pleasure in using that technology than they used to feel for other activities. And then because of the addictive nature, they can't stop themselves from using it. And now, in a, you know, besides being addictive, it causes other problems like it can affect their sleep, can affect their mood in a big way. And, uh, you know, their concentration also gets affected by this. So technology in itself has created problems. Mm. So, so, and then we find ourselves in mm. a situation with COVID-19. Yeah. Now, with COVID-19, we have yet to see how serious uh, the effects have been. Some studies have been done overseas. In South Africa, there haven't been many studies. Uh, there's a group called SADAC, which is the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, who are keeping a close watch on things that are happening. And I think they're the, the group that deals with the largest number of mm. uh, people who need help because they have a 24-hour helpline that's free of charge. Well, I'll, I'll go into that later if you want more information. But they've been also monitoring, and they found that they, the number of clients that phoning for depression or for suicide has more than doubled since the lockdown has started. Mm. Now, in Australia, for instance, they did a study over there, and they've actually appealed to parents to start taking care of the children and giving them more support. Because the depression through being locked up not being able to, you know, socialize like they used to, uh, take part in sporting activities and a lot of other things, that has made brought in a lot of depression as well. So, like I say, uh, there are these things happening. Mm. I know in in England also they've done the survey over there. Mm. In so, the past, there were one in five who suffered with depression. I mean, one in ten, and right now it's gone in. Mm. It's gone down to one in five, mm. or uh, it's uh, gone up. Kevin, Kevin, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, uh, you're quite right what you were saying. In fact, I was actually writing all the points down, what you were saying. And I hear you, and I hear Molana Salim as well. And uh, I'm going to ask both the panelists, you know, uh, Gavin, uh, Leslie, uh, Leslie Frank, and I'm going to ask our beloved Ustad Molana Salim Karim. I see it's about uh, eight minutes after nine. We've got uh, two more minutes left for our azan, for our Isha azan. 
uh, there yeah. is, uh, uh, we, we're setting what, 11 questions in total. So I think I have to pose a question to both the panelists and maybe perhaps uh, you guys could advise the youth and the teens out there. Uh, there is somebody sure, saying, sure. yes, uh, there is somebody saying, yeah, this is to uh, Molana Salim. Uh, and of course to you, uh, Brother Gavin. It says here, uh, to both the panelists, I'm 22 years of age. I'm very, very depressed because my parents found out that I had a girlfriend. But now they're against it. They're total against it because I want to get married to her. So he's saying here that the girl's family, they decided to send her to India. And but of course, we are still in contact. We are still communicating. Whether she, uh, she's in India and I'm here in South Africa. But I'm on the verge of suicidal. Ustad, Malana Salim Karim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I think parents have forgotten their responsibility from an Islamic perspective. Nabi hmm. Karim sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said, when your child reaches a marriageable age, you hmm. get them married. Mm-hmm. One. Number two, when a good proposal comes for your daughter, looking at the piety and the character of the person that has come forth, accept the proposal. Otherwise, you are going to open the doors of great fitna and problems. Mm. By sending the girl to India or Timbuktu, mm. is not going to solve the problem. It's going to worsen the problem. Sure. And here is the man who wants now virtually to commit suicide. I want to tell to the young man, do not commit suicide because of a woman or for a man, both ways. God has given you your life. Allah yes. has given you your life. Your purpose is worship and submission to the will of Almighty Allah, following the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If your parents are behaving in this way, you should get the elders of the community to intervene, get the alim or the priest of your area, inshallah, to intervene. Get your uncles to intervene, inshallah, Aziz. But for the parents to do this, sometimes we must look at the happiness of our children. Yes, Ustad. Because the problem here is about caste and creed. You know, it depends which caste you come from, which family you come from, and all these kind of things, which are all negative things, does not help or enhance a marriage. Marriage is about respect. Marriage is about responsibility. Who can take care of my daughter? So this is what I'm saying, Mara, is that sometimes parents, they bring their children to such a point, that a point of no return, and tomorrow when there is problems in the family and that child is lost, either loses his religion or loses his life, sure. then it becomes a major problem. Then it's useless crying that time and shedding crocodile tears. Mm. So we need to harness this and also sit our children down, talk to them, discuss with them. If you do not agree, okay, fine, give your reason. That's yeah. why I said earlier on, encourage your child to speak and communicate with you. And we have shut the doors of communication with our kids, Morana. We are so stern and strict with our kids that our kids are scared to come up to us and say, I always say to parents, mm. be a parent and be a friend to your child. Mm. There's mm. a very, very big benefit in that. We don't give our children the opportunity to be friends to us, like how they would go to a friend, confide, ask for advice. And because you have closed the doors and you are so strict, no room for accommodating any bit of 
reasoning, then they will go and seek help mm. and advice from the wrong people and self-destruction will take place. Well said, well said. I like that to start. But but, but I've got a question for, uh, for Gavin. I want to ask Gavin, you know, normally we say as guys, there are many, many fish in the sea. So I want to ask Gavin and Mulana Salim, will a youngster or a guy go to that extent on the verge of committing suicide for a girl? Gavin, please explain to me. I mean, I know he's in love with the girl, but would you go to that extent to take your own life, Gavin? Yeah, now look, let, let's understand one thing. Uh-huh. Love defies logic. <laughs> you know, we, you've heard of countries that have been at war because the leaders have fallen in love. You know, I mean, it's something that, uh, no matter how strong you are, if you succumb, the, the power of love can overcome you. Sure. It, isn't, it doesn't work with the reason all the time. But the Mulana uh, Salim gave a very beautiful solution in terms of the, what he needs to do. He explained it thoroughly. In fact, I just want to summarize what he said. The importance of communicating and enlisting support from the relevant uh, people, mm-hmm. seeing like uh, the priest or the Mulana in the area mm-hmm. or the tree that he follows. Because, uh, in fact, a rule for all people contemplating suicide, you must get them to talk to somebody. Once they talk about their problem, the problem is out. And especially if it's a significant person who can actually provide the support they would need. Communication and support is so important. Thanks, Mulana, for that answer. <laughs> really covered everything. I don't have anything further to add. Okay, okay. 14 minutes after 9. I've got uh, 17 questions from the listeners. I see I've got one from Alberton as well. I've got two from Lanesia who are tuning in listening. I've got three from Durban. I've got one from Sherwood as well. But anyway, we're going to go for the uh, for the Azan. I see one or two parents are fighting with the boat. <laughs> it's going to be to agree to disagree. But anyway, we will be going, we'll be going for our Azan immediately after the Isha Azan, we will go back to Mulana Salim Karim and of course our beloved brother, uh, Mr. Gavin Leslie Frank. Stay tuned. You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. 20 minutes after 9 Central African time. You are tuning and listening to uh, the discussion on this beautiful night, uh, uh, the night of Yomul Jumu'ah. Our topic is depression amongst teens and how parents can help. I've got our both panelists, Hazrat Malana Salim Karim from Ladiesmith. I've got uh, Mr. Gavin Leslie Frank. Uh, I hope I'm saying it correct from Lanesia. Uh, I've got both the panelists with me uh, this evening. And yes, I've got about in total about 16, 17 questions. So what I want to do, inshallah, we don't have much time. I need to finish at least two minutes before 10 o'clock. We need to finish two minutes before 10 o'clock. Let's go back to our both panelists. And I'm going to ask both the panelists uh, if they could just be a bit brief uh, with answering the questions. Because I see many, many people uh, listening to the program. Many, many people are sending questions and they want to know from both the panelists, what is the way forward? I see the youngster said here uh, regarding that the one from India. Uh, he wants to know what's the way forward. I think they gave him the answer uh, that get an alim or uh, get a senior person in the in the community and of course uh, let the alim handle the thing called both the parties, both the parents uh, that was said from both our panelists that what the youngster should do. But anyway, anyway, let's go to both our panelists. Malana Salim Karim, are you there? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. 
going to ask you and I'm going to ask uh, uh, Brother Gavin, Mr. Gavin, just to be a bit brief because we've got a lot of questions, right? I've got the question okay. here. It says here, uh, I lost my daughter four and a half years ago. I'm a mom from Pretoria. I like you guys' topic this evening. My child was bullied from her teacher. She kept on telling me, Mommy, Mommy, my teacher is bullying me. I kept on ignoring her. And eventually, one morning, she took her own life. She poisoned herself. To, to Malana Salim and to Brother Gavin, the mother says, I hate myself. I hate God. I hate the teacher. I miss my child. She was only 17 years old. I wish somebody can just shoot me and die. This is Mrs. Clara from Pretoria. Ustad. Almighty Allah, Allah. make it easy for this mom. And may the Mm. child's soul rest in peace. Mm, 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 mm. And this is what has become very common today is because we have this in us competition. We feel that we are holier than thou. There is no one smarter than me, better than me. We have no compassion left in us, Molana. It's so sad. Mm, As mm. human beings, we're supposed to be the most loving creatures on the earth because Almighty Allah has given us a heart. Allah has given us intellect. And we suppose your child supposed to be like my child as neighbors, as friends, as family, as community, we should be looking after each other, not destroying our children. Yeah, an innocent child, a mother ignored. That is why I'm saying to parents, we have neglected our children, or sometimes we are so busy and so occupied that we don't take cognizance of what my child is saying. That is why I gave you right in the beginning some of the signs of depression. See? You can see the child is withdrawn, the child is sad, the child is crying, and we just ignore it. And that's why we somewhat have to live with the guilt Mm. that if only I took steps to sort the issue out, my child would have been alive today. But all said and done, it's a lesson for other parents that please be vigilant, please be fully involved in the life of your children, because we don't know what is happening. Once they leave our, our premises and mm. are gone to school, mm, mm, mm. madrasa, or anywhere else, they are out of our jurisdiction. So it's important to see where our kids are going, who the friends are, who the teachers are. Mm. Sometimes, you know, unfortunately, teachers also, if you don't know how to smile, don't be a teacher. If you don't know how to smile, don't be a, a businessman. You need to, to take this into consideration because the parents have put this beautiful diamond into your hands. Is how you're going to polish this diamond. That is why it is so important. You know, somebody asked this question, whose status is greater? Is it the teacher or is it the parent? Most of you will say parent, but this wise man said it's the teacher. The parents were responsible for procreation and bringing the children or the child into this world. But by instilling values into that child, talim and tarbiyat into the child, that's the ustad did, the teacher did, from right from grassroots level right to the height of spirituality. Who took this child? 
Who put good, good qualities in the child? The teacher. So parents, I'm not saying all teachers are bad. Some of them have domestic problems at home. Some of them are suffering from depression themselves. Some of them have issues, so they don't, they don't know how to cope. They come to school. That is why it's important for the principal to take note of his staff. That is, my, are my teachers delivering? Are they okay? Are they in the right frame of mind? I'm giving them responsibilities. There should be a feedback. Mm-hmm. And I think the parents, I think every school has all the necessary precautions taken. But as I said to you, sometimes as parents, we are too busy, and unfortunately, mm. we have to pay the price at the mm. end of the day. I see. I, almighty, mm. make it easy for us. You make it easy for that mother. Yes, she's feeling bad that she, she had taken a cognizance of what the child was saying, and the teacher was bullying this child, mm. and an innocent life is gone. She committed suicide. Mm. It is most painful for a parent. All parents, be aware that every child is a gift from Almighty Allah. I don't know why. I don't know why. I I, I feel I blame both the uh, I blame the parent and I blame the teacher as well. And my question again to both the panelists. I don't know. I can't. I I just can't understand. Sorry, could I add something there? Yes, please do, Kevin. Please. Yeah. Look, Mrs. Clara, right? That's the name she gave. Yes, Mrs. Clara from Pretoria. She really needs support right now. Now you can either give her my number at the end of the program. Will do. Or give me her number. And there's also a group called. Compassionate friends. They have groups throughout the country, throughout the world, in fact. It's for parents who have lost children. It's a support group that will help her to deal with whatever pain she's going through. Uh, You know, nobody does these things intentionally. Yes. And uh, unfortunately, it was fatal. But she can get support. She can get help. Either through my number or through, if she checks in directly for Compassionate Friends, or I could give it to her, and you know, at some stage when I get in touch with her. There's a there's a listener yeah. from there's a listener from Lance uh, that knows you, Gavin, and uh, uh, the listener says maybe just to you know to help Mrs. Clara. I think she should sue the teacher, sue the school. You think it's a good idea? Uh, she needs right now to deal with the pain first. Mm. She needs to heal, and once she heals, then she can make decisions, whatever other decisions she wants to make. Mm. Oh, a listener says, what What if the child just shuts you out completely, Mr. Kevin? He refuses to speak, and I do my best to make time for all my children, as their father and I have separated when he was still in grade six. He is quiet and withdrawn from everyone and not interested in anything. Gavin. Yeah, no, look, in, in, a, in a case like that, you have to find somebody. Ah around that he can, that will be able to get through to him. If you can't get through to him yourself, then you have to, maybe there's someone in the family, an uncle or, a, you know, that, that, that will be able to just get him to talk. Because when they keep it in like that, that's when it becomes dangerous. And it eats them, you know what I mean? And and mm. it can get worse all the time if nothing is done about it. Mm. So if this mother can't get through to him, she has to find someone, maybe a priest, maybe a teacher, maybe someone in the family, yes. maybe one of his friends or one of his cousins, but somebody has to talk to him, you know, so that it, it doesn't get worse and worse after that. Mm. Ustad, would you like to... Uh, um... I want to add to what Kevin is saying. It's very, very true. Is that we need to break the ice. If the child is silent, well, I've uh-huh. always said this in my in my talks, uh-huh. that Allah Ta'ala created children and they don't know how to express emotions. You know, as adults, we can cry, we can scream, we can do, we can fix the wall, we can kick the door. 
It's for that moment, you know, to take the frustration out. But when it comes to these innocent masum children, it is something foreign to them. Sure. The mind cannot comprehend. So that is why stop fighting in front of children. Stop going for cheap divorces and putting children's life at stake. Molana, the children are seeing parents fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much of abuse that is carrying on. It affects these masum children. And sometimes the children just go into a state of shock. They just don't want to speak. So as I agree totally with Kevin that we need to find somebody who can befriend this child, love this child, win the confidence of that child, and you'll be surprised. If you know the, the technique and if you know how to open you know, the door, then I think, inshallah, we will make progress and the child will be able to speak of what they are suffering emotionally, mentally, and even physically. So my advice, as you said, there was some some divorce problem, I think, between the parents. Separated, yes. Separated. So this is what I'm saying. You know, just don't rush for divorce. Don't be selfish. Almighty Allah bless you with children. You have a responsibility. You have to do the best for your kids. So when we become selfish and just separate, yes, if there are valid reasons, we can understand. But today we are getting married to get divorced, unfortunately. It's a so sad state of affairs. Mm-hmm. And these children are the ones who are victims and who are suffering the most. And I don't know what answer we're going to give to Almighty Allah. Allah. Every one of you are a shepherd and you are responsible for your flock. So, 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 so. I think parents, yeah, we need to pick up our socks. We need to be proactive. We need to be more involved in the lives of our children. Mm-hmm. More than ever now, it is required. I see a lot, a, a lot of listeners are crying. Uh, because of the program this evening, and they're saying that uh, we're all having the same problem with our children. Uh, so let's go to Sherwood, Ustad. It's very, very sad. I'm trying to keep my myself together because I do cry very quick, Ustad. And Brother Gavin, uh, you know, I'm a very emotional person. So let's go to Sherwood. My daughter is 14 years old. I'm from Sherwood in Durban. My daughter feels that she's a bit dark in complexion. Nobody wants to be around her. I caught her a few times. She tried to cut her wrist. I need... Urgent advice. Gavin. Yeah, look, she needs to be referred to a professional. Mm. If it reaches a point where she's started cutting her wrist, she's already at risk. Sure. So before something happened and it's too late to do anything about it, there must be someone at school, one of the you know subject involved in psychological support. Mm-hmm. There may be someone in the community because I mean, there's churches, there's mosques. I'm not sure what religion they follow. Uh, you know, there are people over there that might be able to help. Or there may be social workers, but you must refer her to a professional as soon as you can. And there are a number of places, community uh, places, where they don't have to pay a big fee for it. Mm-hmm. If they can afford, uh, you know, a private psychologist, fine. But if they can't, the school and the community, there are psychologists available or social workers with the help. Mm-hmm. She must be referred immediately before things get worse. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Let's go to uh, uh, let's go to Morana Salim Karim. Uh, another teen is saying here. Um, I just heard of Auntie Clara that she lost her little seventeen-year-old. Listen to this one here, Ustad. I am getting bullied also in school for wearing my scarf. I have gone into depression and have started staying out of school. Nothing is being done about these actions I am facing. I am not almost nearly failing the year. I have no confidence to stand up for myself. I am not a ninja. I feel so disheartened. What can I do? 
I need help. Ustad. Molana, I think she should definitely get a letter from the Jamiat al-Ulama, KZN, or any Islamic organization. Mm. And I think according to the constitution mm. that you have freedom of religion, you have freedom of speech. And I think the, constitute, the constitution guarantees mm. us our Bill of Rights. It is her right. It is her Islamic values and culture that she will dress according to Islamic values. So the principle or the governing body should be taken up. The ulama should engage with the principle, the Department of Education, and inshallah, all the relevant authorities. And there are many schools. Unfortunately, some of them are the Model C schools or private schools where they want to dictate. The important thing is educating. Mm. Your institution is the greatest ambassador of knowledge. And knowledge requires respect and tolerance. Unfortunately, we have become biased, we have become prejudiced, and unfortunately, here is an innocent child who wants to wear her scarf. It is an Islamic identity. So the parents should support her. One, the Jamiat al-Ulama will support her. The women's group, inshallah, will support her. The governing body also can make representation, and inshallah, she can have the right to dress how she wants according to the school uniform or color, but she's allowed to wear a scarf. The same thing goes for a beard. Well, I have given many mm. letters. The principals here said, no, you're going to shave your beard, otherwise you're not coming in the class, you're not writing this exam. I have given, I have written very strong letters, Mulana, to the principal of the school, explaining to him the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the Rights of Education, and from the, from the clause of the Department of Education. And eventually they had to agree, Mulana. So we need to put force, we need to put pressure, and inshallah, give her the opportunities to study so that, inshallah, she could also do and prove to be one of the leaders of this country. Mm, 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 mm. Well said, well said, well said, Ustad. Let's go to the next one. It says here that uh, uh, I am depressed, 18 years old. I grew up in a home where domestic violence was practiced daily, 24-7. I've attempted suicide, but it only made matters worse. I failed at it. I can't eat. I can't sleep. And I can't learn as I wait out for the next attack. I don't know how to deal with this. Gavin. Yeah, now look, it, it does need help. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now look, like I said, I, I'm one of those who can assist if he wants my help. Of course. They are also, like I said, SADIC in the South African Depression and Anxiety Group. They run a 24-hour helpline, free of charge. But this is the phone there and they'll get called back. Uh, and it's any time of the day or night. I don't know if I should, can I give you the number now? Yes, you can. Yes, you can, Kevin, please. Yeah. Look, they have an 8 to 8 number during the day, which okay. is 011. Okay. 234. Okay, 234. 4837. 4837. Yeah. But they have a crisis line. Mm. Right? The crisis line works 24 hours. It's 0800. 0800-567-567. 567 567 okay yeah and they will be willing to help any time that you need to talk to somebody and it's a field for help so that's a big step you know the fact that they found you and wanted help but it just needs to follow up and phone that number and maybe at the end of the program uh, if you'd like my number my number is also available I can get to you mm-hmm. because I don't mind talking to you did you start, did you start? Like this. I have a question for Kevin yes Kevin yes, since sure. you are in the educational department and you were a teacher and 
you have done so many courses. Maybe you can yeah. put our listeners at ease that what is the South African law regarding dress code? We still no, want to enforce and have your own it. personal way of thinking. Yeah, no, the way you explained it is perfect. The Constitution protects religious freedom and tolerance. Hmm. And they have to take it up because it's a, it's a human rights issue that's part of our Constitution. And if she's scared to talk to anybody, she can phone, like you mentioned, um, some organizations, also the Islamic Outline. I'm sure they'd be only too willing to take it further and give her the support she needs. Because hmm. it's not something unreasonable, to, you know, that, but it's creating so much despair. And if something bad has to happen, whereas she has every right to wear that scarf. Hmm. And that's guaranteed by our Constitution. What's that? We need solidarity from all the other parents of the school. Mm. Yeah, sure. Alhamdulillah, if all the parents, Muslim parents, like the, the, the question came about mm. a nose ring. One mm-hmm. I read sometimes back, I think, I think it was a, a, a girl from the Hindu community. Uh, because of, of religious practice, they have to wear a nose ring. It's not because of beautification. It's not because of, of styling or fashion. It's just the culture. And I think they won, they won that war, that case. So I'm saying that the parents, whichever school this girl is attending, they all should rally, sign a petition, approach the principal and the governing body and the Department of Education and invite, as Kevin has said, the human rights lawyers to fight the case. I mean, this country is of tolerance. We fought for the freedom, we, we, we respect the laws of the country, but let us not become so childish and so narrow-minded mm, mm. that just because of a scarf, you want to deprive a child from education. You know, if you educate uh, students and you educate public, you'll have less prisons in this country. Zero eight four seven eight six three one three two. You are tuning and listening to uh, the discussion on this beautiful uh, Thursday night. Well, uh, let's go to the next question. I'm I, I, I'm trying to. Uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm just trying to get uh, the entire the entire story of this uh, uh, sister. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, let me just write this word down here. Yeah? Then then I can pose a question. Okay. Uh, Ustad, are you there, Ustad? GMM, no? okay. Okay, to both the panelists, uh, I'm trying to get this uh, this story. It says here, uh, to all the parents out there, please take heed what happened to my children. My daughter and my son had very bad friends. They introduced them into drugs, and they both started taking drugs. The mother says, eventually one night, all the friends took advantage of my 19-year-old child, including my son. He says he was not himself. He eventually wrote a letter saying to me, Mommy, I can't forgive myself, but I have to end my life. I will meet you in heaven. Eventually, he took his daddy's gun and he shot himself. This is Mrs. Garth from Johannesburg. Ustad. Well, uh, that is why I say as parents, we need to be responsible to whom are our children befriending. Mm-hmm. Who are the friends? What type of friends? What type of environment 
what are the restrictions, what are the checks and controls that we have for our children. Uh. In the end of the day, we are responsible for them. And if we're just going to choose any friend or allow any friend, I mean, all children are innocent, mm. but as I said, we have no control of their behavior, what they are going through. As I said, some of them are bullies. Some of them, unfortunately, because of the background that they come from, unfortunately, they don't know anything better. But I, as a parent, a mother or a father, should be 110% on the case of our kids. Where they go, what they do, we need to check on them. We need to police them. Yes, give them the freedom. But there are rules. Islam is very particular, and likewise, every other religion. Teach discipline to your children. Instill discipline in your children. So yes, as much as, alhamdulillah, you give them the freedom of movement, mm. but with restrictions and checks and balances. So if the mother was a bit more stricter or the parents, inshallah, this would not have happened. Mm. Because sometimes guilt, remorse, shame, mm. and embarrassment, Murana, drives an individual to suicide. So maybe he should have went for help if he came earlier to the father or to the mother and said, mom or dad, this is what we did. As Kevin had said, that there are so many organizations, 24-hour helpline, at least some sort of help would have been given to this child, and most probably we could have saved the child. Mm. But nevertheless, it's all lessons for us to learn as the public and as all as listeners of Marcus Sahaba, that from now onwards, I think we should be more vigilant as far as our children's activities are concerned and their movement. Mm, mm, mm. Kevin, would you like to give an input regarding those, uh, yeah, no, Mr. No, Ka- no. Ma- Mrs. Gaff? Yes. Yeah, Mulana put it very beautifully, but to add to that, look, it all boils down to the communication you have with you and your children. Mm. You know, how you bring up your children. Mm. That plays a major role. But in addition to that, you know, we've mentioned some of the signs when a child is depressed that parents should not take note of. But, you know, these signs may not always be linked to depression. The moment you see that certain things are happening with your child mm. that is abnormal, you know, like withdrawing, changing yeah. the social, yeah. you know, the behavior, uh, sleeping too much, eating too much, eating too little, not sleeping, and all those things. That should be a, a warning light to say, there's something going on here and I need to get to the bottom of it. And it is unfortunate that drugs have become such a major part in almost every school, mm. including the private schools. Now, the private schools can, you know, most of them would just get rid of a child who's breaking the rules by taking drugs. In the public schools, that can't happen. They, you, you cannot expel a child for using drugs. Mm. You've got to supply the support he needs to get out of it, which isn't always available because the department has limited resources. So drug, the drug problem is a really serious problem, but people need to take it serious. And parents need to know that even children from good homes can be persuaded to mm. experimental drugs. So they need to be vigilant and on the lookout for these things. Sure, you, look, you can't be a detective 24 hours for yourself. Of course. But you need to be in touch with their friends. In fact, invite their friends home so you know, know who they're associating with. And with friends they don't want to bring home, then there's probably a reason why they're embarrassed about it. You know mm. what I mean? But keep in touch with what, you, what your children are doing. Keep communicating because that's where the, the, the key lies.
Mm. In whether you're influenced, and you know, we spoke about technology. Yeah, the cell phone has become like the nanny to children. Everything they, the, the parents are working. Most parents want to give the children everything, you know, uh, and they want to, they want the best for their children, but they lose out on that quality time that they should be spared, especially working parents. And then after time, children are on the phone, so you can't really communicate. So they mm. must make that quality time. Mm-hmm. so that the relationships don't suffer. Mm. I see Mr. Garthi saying to both the panelists that uh, she had no slightest idea that they were on drugs. I mean, do you believe Mrs. Garthi, uh, Malana Salim Karim? I mean, I mean, your child is on drugs. Come on, come on, panelists. Now listen, listen to what I'm saying. There are certain drugs that have been taken at the moment. Things like Turk and, you know, the, the, the speed drugs. Sure. Rocks and so forth. Where you cannot see that it's a speed drug, so it sort of makes them hyperactive. It works in the opposite direction. It doesn't make them lethargic. So it doesn't show in the eyes. And the smell is, it hardly got a smell. So your child can be taking drugs and you won't even know it. What? Because there's no smell and it doesn't show. But you'll notice from the behavior. Check the behavior. If the behavior changes, they become restless and hyperactive, and they can't concentrate, and they can't store, and they very secretive about this and who they talk. Then you know there is something wrong, something to be careful about. Mm, mm. But they can't fool you with the type of drugs that are available now. Mm. Ustad, Malana, tighten the purse. You sure. open your pockets and purses. And gave them money freely. Sure. We must also sometimes take responsibility, Molana. Where do you see that you give a 10-year-old child a 200 rand note? Molana, when we were in school to get two pences, gee, or five, five cents or two cents to buy one chappie's bubblegum was a miracle. Today I'm giving my five-year-old child going to crash a 100 rand, a 50 rand mm. spending money. The first and foremost thing is that we need to tighten up our financials as far as how we give to our kids, what amounts we give, and do we have an accountability that son or daughter, I gave you a hundred rand. Did how did you spend it? Can you account for it? Number one, as Kevin also said, the second point, they have a, such a wonderful way, Molana, to camouflage it. There are certain drugs, as Kevin is saying, sure. that it's got no smell. Before, if you smoke Dacha Molana, ah. that whole locality, you can smell it. Yes. Ganja, whatever you want to call it. See? They say, well, now they want to legalize it and all that. That's another topic we will talk about some other time. But or somebody who's smoking boxer tobacco, somebody is smoking boza, or whatever name they give it, Molana, mm. you could smell it. You can smell their fingers. You can smell their clothes. You can smell their breath. That this child is on smoking cigarettes or on drugs. Number two, Morana, if your child has got eye drops, mm. he's a young boy and a young girl. They don't need glasses. They don't need what you call eye drops, sure. as Kevin is saying. The eyes are bloodshot, red. So now how are they going to camouflage you? They're going to come home. And the first thing is the eye contact with your child. And first thing, you're going to ask your son or daughter, but son, why is your eyes red? Have you got some infection? So they're clever. Before they come half an hour, they're putting eye drops. So if you search your child's pocket, or their purses, you'll find, number one, eye drops. Number two, you'll find peppermint sweets. Uh. SubhanAllah. They put that as a mouthwash. So when you come home, there is no smell. Wow. So they have many, many ways, Monana. You have no idea how they camouflage it. 
So this is what I'm saying, Monana. Sometimes we need to do a spot check on our kids. We need to check their cupboards. It's not intruding in privacy. This is my child. I've invested in my child, so I will do anything to protect my child. I'm not intruding in their privacy. So sometimes we need to do a spot check to see. And if you feel that your child is somewhat behaving abnormally, we need to take them for a blood test. That's the only way you're going to get the truth out. A urine test or a blood test. Go to the laboratory, take them with. Well, some of them are so sharp, they get their friend's urine sample and they take it with you and go. And when it's tested, they say negative. So they tell you, mommy and daddy, you see, you didn't believe what we said. No way. So are you serious, Usman? I'm serious, Mulana. You When you're taking them for a, for a drug test, you go with them in the toilet, stand there, and give them the container to test now. They are so sharp, Mulana. And sometimes, unfortunately, they work with the blood bank. And the, the person who is testing, unfortunately, because mm, of money mm, and mm. corruption, I'm not saying everywhere and anywhere, but sometimes that also happens. They just uh, mix up the samples and then you get the wrong reading. Mm. So that's what I'm saying, Marana. Every now and again, if you suspect that your son or daughter is behaving abnormally, be kind enough to say, let's do a blood test and a urine test. And from there, it will give you some le- leeway as to find out how do we treat these kids now. Mm. We've got about eight minutes left uh, to Gavin. How can I overcome loneliness and depression at university as an international student? Gavin. Now, look, the, the, the thing about by its very nature, loneliness means you don't have people around you. Mm. So then it means that try and find some kind of way of making contact. Either interest groups at the university, because some universities do have, you know, this society and that mm. society, or the people that you are working with, you know, try and make friends with the children in your, in your class. Maybe you're the shy type, but you could find someone that you could talk to slowly and, you know, eventually the friendship will grow. But it means you've got to be proactive in starting to make friends. And like I said, there's a number of organizations mm. on, the, on campus. So one of those will be the one that that you can fit into comfortably. Uh, but loneliness can be bad on campus. Mm. So, and I mean, like I said, by its very nature, it means people is the problem, not having people around you. Mm. So you need to go around, look around, see, you know, uh, attend functions. You know, they, they have after, I don't know what's happening now with COVID. Mm. I know everything's been limited. And it may be difficult right now to find all these other organizations. But then on the internet, there are ways of making friends, but you just got to be very cautious because on the internet, there are also, uh, you know, wolves in sheep clothing. Mm. But try and make a plan to, you know, to, to, to find out people, seek people out to make friends with them. Mm. We've got about six minutes left, uh, maybe from uh, your side and from uh, uh, Gavin's side, uh, you people's final words to all the mummies and to all the daddies out there. And there's still many, many questions outstanding. I see one question just came in now. He says that I am also 18. I would like to remain strictly anonymous. My mom gets beaten right in front of me from my dad. And it has been going like this for two and a half years now. And I'm gone so depressed. I really don't know what to do. But at times, I just feel like killing my dad. You know, this is uh, anonymous. Uh, Ustad, uh, do you think the, the, the youngster needs help, Ustad? Do you think he really would well, kill his father? Malara, you, when you get into rage huh? and anger gets the better of you, you lose total control. You cannot execute justice 
when you are angry. You cannot pass a judgment when you are angry. And that is true. Murana, I've seen many cases where a young boy who's 10 years old, 12 years old, mm. standing up to his father because her father has been beating the mother up in front of him. This is a child. He loves his mother unconditionally. Murana, sometimes when you get angry and furious, when you lose total control, there's a strong possibility. And why? As I always say to these men who are monsters, Monana, mm. they are absolutely cowards. They are spineless. Why do you want to hit somebody that is weak? Take somebody that is your size. And who gives you the right, Monana, or who gives me the right to assault somebody else? There's many ways to resolve issues. As Kevin said, and we will always say this, that learn to communicate. There's a lack of communication. There's a lack of lack of understanding. If you are not happy with things, discuss it. Seek help. That's one. Number two, the, the student that says he's an exchange student, my advice to students mm-hmm. who feel lonely is the right thing is marriage. You may agree with me. Some of you may not agree. But your best companion is your wife, is your partner. You can have friends, and unfortunately, sometimes friendship leads to other factors mm-hmm. which can destroy a good friendship. In my opinion, in terms of Sharia, if you really want a companion, there is no better companion than a spouse. Mm. So inshallah, for that sister, maybe inshallah, she should get married. Number two, is in the area or the varsity that she is in, there should be a group of Muslims, alhamdulillah, who go and visit the varsities. And on weekends, inshallah, if it's girls, they take the girls home, inshallah, they have meals together, they have salim together, they go and visit. Alhamdulillah. So they create a bond so that at least they look forward for the week. This is just a suggestion. And if it's a boy or a male student, the male should take that individual home, inshallah, and alhamdulillah, have talim, play soccer, or whatever it is to keep the mind occupied. Mm. But the best solution, as I'm saying, from an Islamic perspective, is inshallah, get married. You can be married and you can still study. Yes, maybe it'll take a little extra time, but alhamdulillah, your iman... Your chastity is definitely protected and guarded. Mm. And lastly, Murana, to that sister who said that she's dark in complexion and there's, there's so much of uh, interference and so much of inequality. I want to say to that little young lady that Allah has made you beautiful in your own way. Ameen. Nothing in this world is of no value or worth. In the eyes of Allah, you are the best of Allah's creation. So be proud, build your self-esteem. And inshallah, Allah does not look at your color. Allah does not look at your beauty. Allah does not look at your, your wealth. Allah is looking at your niyat and your heart. Mm. Have a big heart, have a clean heart. Color will fade away. You can say what you want. We all buy cars, Murana, we love colors. Subhanallah, after five years, the color fades away. So those who are proud about being very fair in complexion, as somebody said it, what's the sense having a fair complexion when you have a dirty heart, you have a black heart? You might as well have be dark in complexion and have a beautiful heart. That is more acceptable in society. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a young lady, inshallah, Allah has made you beautiful. You be strong, inshallah, Allah will send the right prince for you, and inshallah, you'll find a good partner in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin, uh, your few words uh, to all the listeners before we close the program. Yeah, just to the child who mentioned about his, you know, seeing his mother getting beaten up. He needs to 
contact somebody. Mm. In, in this country on paper, mm-hmm. we have a good system where they talk about, you know, uh, gender-based violence and fighting it and so forth. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been working completely well in practice. As mm-hmm. you can see what the, the increase in women getting abused. But he needs to talk to a social worker or someone that he can trust. Maybe is Mulana or, you know, um, Mm-hmm. Someone in the community to get advice on how to tackle the program. Program mm-hmm. because you know, like uh, Mulana Salim said, he can get angry enough to do something to his father, and that that isn't the solution. The solution is to try and change his father's behavior, and he can't do it by himself. So maybe to get advice on what can be done to make sure that the mother is protected. Mm. It, 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 either way, it's going to be uncomfortable. Mm. In dealing with it. Okay, Kevin, we'll have... Uh, we'll, doing something else. Yes. You know, we, taking we, the law into his own hands. Definitely. Yeah. We will have to leave it there. Maybe perhaps and we... And to all your listeners, and I want to thank you, first of all, for asking me to share tonight with no, you. Definitely, definitely. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I am uh, much wiser because of what I heard from Alana Salim as well, hmm. and his approach to the, you know, the thing of depression. Uh, and to all the listeners, you need to understand that depression is treatable. It can be treated. Mm. Uh, the the one thing that cannot be cured is bipolar. That's one of the more extreme forms of depression. But depression itself can be treated, and uh, you can outgrow it at a certain stage. Different forms of depression, mm. uh, except for the bipolar part. So get help, communicate, and things will improve if you make an active effort to do so. Mm. Okay. Uh- uh, Given your details before you leave us, it's uh, a minute left to 10 o'clock. Your details? Okay, my cell phone number is 084. Okay. 614. 614. 1100. 1100. Okay. Yeah. Uh, your working hours, anytime, cool, should they contact you? or? Uh, yeah, well, if working hours is possible, but if it's a crisis, yeah. then I don't mind anytime you can call me. But you know, if it is a crisis, yeah. Okay, yeah. Thank you so but, much. Uh, uh, any normal thing during the day, yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Gavin. It was uh, wonderful having you this evening. Of course, definitely we will have you again, myself and our beloved teacher, senior teacher, Malana Salim. So uh, I hope all the parents out there, I know very, very uh, teens and uh, very, very few people out there, maybe they they shy to pour their heart out. But I see there's a lot of people who are actually crying for the program. But Gavin, uh, we will meet some other time again. Now, so and you take care. All the best to you, Kevin. Thanks. You. It was great honor to share with you. May God bless you and accept all the hard work that you're doing to bring joy and happiness in the life of people. Mm. That's a great form of worship. No thanks, and the same to you, man. You've been. I mean, I I really learned a lot from listening mm. to you. Okay. Thanks a lot. Okay. Have, have a nice night. Thank, Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Bye. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Uh, a minute, uh, it's a minute exactly after ten. Ustad, Jazakumullah uh, khairan from your side, inshallah. Uh, to all our mummies and daddies out there, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, keep you always protected, especially uh, for our children, inshallah. We'll start one for the road before we leave you, inshallah. Amana, mm-hmm. you know, we fight with our spouses mm-hmm. and our wives. So the nice thing here, yeah, I'm yours, mm. no, re- no refund. Sure. In other words, love your wife unconditionally. One. Number two, make your marriage more awesome than your wedding. Make your marriage more awesome than your wedding. That wedding is just for three, four hours, all the fun in the hall, deco, and all that goes with it. 
wasting money, ji, najais activities taking place. So make your marriage more awesome mm. than your wedding. And to your wives, reassure them, I am yours, totally, no refund. May Allah Ta'ala accept us and protect our children. Allah Ta'ala grant us sanity. Allah, those who are suffering with mental depression, Subhanallahil Azim, wa bihamdihi, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Subhanallahil Azim, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. After every namaz read it, Allah will protect you from insanity, blindness, skin diseases, and a stroke. So we read this wazifa every day after every namaz. Subhanallahil Azim, wa bihamdihi, لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله جزاك الله والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته أندرب الفضيلة الأستاذ حضرت مولانا سليم كريم دعمت بركاتهم we thank him we thank uh, brother Gavin uh, Leslie Frank we thank our beloved listeners مركز صحابة and of course we thank our beloved engineer this evening it's two minutes after ten I'm going to love you and leave you and see you guys tomorrow morning same time same place on our program السفينة إلى الجنة اللهم اهدنا واهدبنا واهدنا سجميعا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته